You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, listen to this. Do you have any idea why free trials renew without your consent? It's because it's a scam that's out to get you. Do not let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your True Bill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I'm telling you, I love this product so much. This was a real issue for me. I admit it. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Rome. Go there right now. Truebill.com slash Rome. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Rome. I'm not going to steal a ride on this train with the Bengals. The reason why is this. I truly believe Kansas City thought that they was going to go in there and just slap the crap out of them and mollywop them and everything else that you want to say. And they realized in the third quarter, oh, shoot, like this is a really good football team. And I might have to double down in Vegas and take you with me, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey now, what's going on? What's cracking? Welcome back to the Jim Rohn Podcast, and thank you very much, as always, for finding your way to episode 207. We have been on a roll with NFL greats here on the original Side Hustle, and that heater continues today because my guest is former All-Pro linebacker Takeo Spikes. My dude, Takeo, has had one hell of a life in football. He was named Georgia's Mr. Football in high school. He was the MVP of the 97 SEC championship game as a star at Auburn. He was the 13th overall pick in the 98 draft and then went on to stack 15 NFL seasons and 215 starts as one of the toughest, fiercest, and hardest-hitting linebackers in the 2000s. These days, he's channeling that trademark ferocity into the Behind the Mask podcast. Also, he's a Niners analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area, so I think it's pretty clear why I'm hyped to pick this dude's brain. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. It's episode 207 with the former All-Pro, Takeo Spikes, and it's coming at you right now. Doing very well, and... uh... I, I can't complain. I'm, I'm, I, we've been blessed with some of the greatest football that we've seen, I know, in my lifetime. And so uh, I'm looking forward to it continuing. Hopefully the Bengals can squeak one out, man, on, on next Sunday, but we'll see. Yeah, that is awesome. All right, so let's get into this, Takeo. It's First of all, it's great to have you back. I appreciate the opportunity to chop it up with you. Let me ask you this. You were drafted by the Bengals, and in fact, Takeo, you know this, I've always taken great pride in the fact that you and I first met during that time prior to the draft, but you started your career with the Bengals. You were emphatic before the AFC Championship game that they were going to beat the Chiefs. You called your shot. What made you so sure that they would go into Arrowhead and handle their business the way they they did two words wrong Joe Burrow 
I knew if, as long as this man walked inside of that stadium, I knew they had a chance. And uh, the reason why I say this is, you know, you look at everything that led up to that game, man. Like Joe Burrow had a triple-digit quarterback rating since week 14, and he had no interceptions. And the thing about it is that when you looked at Joe Burrow's, regardless of whatever he went through, whatever adversity that came from the games that he played, he still completed 72% of his balls. So, you know, when you look at that man, he was very efficient, and it led to me to it led me to believe that regardless of whatever is thrown at him, this dude was cool, he was calm, he was collect, and he was poised. And his attitude towards the game, especially with Jamar Chase having him along his side, like, man, this dude never flustered. And I knew the more and more opportunities that he would get, the better off that he will become. And not just him. It's the attitude that he brings to the table with everybody else, the belief. And that's something that Cincinnati has not had when you talk about total belief in one player leading other men. They haven't had that in a long time, and I'm talking about years. So that's the reason why it was easy for me to be able to jump on that bandwagon. And then the other thing I also want to to mention, too, as well, uh, Lou Anaromo, the defensive coordinator, he did an outstanding job against the Tennessee Titans. Now, granted, Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans defense or their offense, they're not even complex. It's simple, but they're very efficient. But for him to make the adjustment and to hold them down that second half and Joe Burrows to come back and lead the attack, and then you look at what they did against Kansas City, they did the same exact thing. It's all about adjustment. And players made plays. I think about Jesse Bates. I think about all of the defensive backs, Mike Hilton on the back end. These guys are for real. And I think it's time to put some respect on their names. Uh, no doubt. There's so much good stuff in that response right there that we could unpack. You mentioned Lou. You know, believe it or not, it's cute. I was at that game. I was on the field before the game. And Lou actually came over. I was talking to Pat Kerwin, who works with us at CBS. And Lou came over to chat him up. And then I'd never met Lou before. Of course, I'm really familiar with his work. I'd never met him before. And he's like, hey, man, I want to tell you something. I'm like, what you got, coach? He said, I was listening to your show back in the day. Point of the story, not to drop the name. Well, to drop the name. But my man was loose. Tequila, he was loose. Lou was confident. And I think that anybody who had been sleeping on that defense cannot do so anymore. Because to your point, and I agree, they made some amazing adjustments in the second half. Go back to Joe for a minute. Based on what he's done this year, the last couple of years, but this year, in your opinion, is he now in that elite class and that conversation with the likes of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes after what he did Sunday? How can he not be? Like, how can Joe Burrows not be in the conversation? And, I'm, and, I, and I say this, and I said it emphatically, and you heard it on my podcast, Behind the Mask. I said, before they played the Chiefs, I was telling my counterpart, Tuton Reyes, I said, Joe Burrows, after this week when they played the Chiefs, he will be a top-five quarterback, and he proved that. And the reason why is you look at the consistency of numbers that he put up. You look at the people who he defeated, which was a top-five quarterback when you talk about Pat Mahomes. So I knew at that time point 
this guy is good enough. Now Brady is gone. So how can you look at him and say he's not a top five quarterback? And I'm, I'm willing to, to discuss that every day, all day. Big game's coming up, right? Omaha Steaks has got the perfect package to save you over 50%. Now, I've been an enormous fan for years. I mean, literally for years of Omaha Steaks. They make it easy to enjoy an unforgettable game day meal to be loved and shared. And for a limited time, Omaha Steaks is offering a special touchdown game day package. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type in the keyword gym. That's a little bit different now. Keyword gym in the search bar and take advantage of this exclusive offer. Are you looking for more? Omaha Steaks makes it easy to warm up your winter with 50% off lean tender steaks and hearty home cooked favorites. Visit omahasteaks.com, enter gym in the search bar, and order the Heartland Favorites package. You will save over 50%, plus, you'll get four lean pork chops and four extra juicy chicken breasts every single time. Every order is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, delivered safe to your doorstep omaha steaks nobody comes close to matching their flavor tenderness and value omahasteaks.com keyword gym hey i'm not gonna fight you on that point i love the guy in fact on that given day when you had two of the best quarterbacks in the game it was burrow who was making plays and not mahomes in fact takio taking nothing away from the Bengals' defense which you and i just talked about credit where credit's due but what the hell happened to Mahomes? I mean, that dude was barely recognizable, making bad decisions, taking terrible sacks, missing guys who were wide-ass open. Like, what happened to him on Sunday? Well, what happened was it was the pressure. And I know people can say, well, he's been up on the pressure. He's won a Super Bowl. He's, he's played in two. But the bottom line is this. When you have people coming at you, like let's talk about that Cincinnati Bengals defensive line. They had three defensive linemen who really contributed throughout the entire season hurt. And these guys still apply pressure. And I think when you talk about what happened with Patrick Mahomes was he just he didn't perform well under pressure. And he said it in the press conference after the fact. He talked about I made mistakes from just pressing. I made mistakes by trying to make a play versus taking advantage of what they were giving me. And that is so, so overlooked because only a few quarterbacks in the league will be patient enough to drive down the field. I'm going to take what you give me. One just retired. I think one of the greatest of all time just retired, and he made a living off of doing that while he was in New England. And I'm talking about Tom Brady. But Patrick Mahomes didn't take what they were giving him because he was getting greedy. And he was trying to find the bigger play. I also felt like from a play calling standpoint, I thought Andy Reid didn't give him enough as far as just running the football. Like Jet McKinnon had been playing well throughout the playoffs. Mix up some of the screens. Give Jet McKinnon some runs to take some of that pressure off. And also, by the way, you run down the clock so you don't have to worry about a Joe Cool Burroughs being able to come back how the game take you in overtime or what what have you. So I think that's what happened with Patrick Mahomes. And he said it clearly after the game. 
I pressed and I was looking for the big play. It's it's really interesting, right? Because he did that for such a big chunk of the first part of the year, and then it seemed like he finally figured it out. Like I I can't hit that home run every single time. I need to kind of slow myself down and take what the defense gives me, and he did and put up numbers. But when the stage got big and the lights got bright again, he kind of reverted back to that. So Tequila, what what are your early thoughts on the Bengals v Rams? What's your early lean on the Super Bowl? My early lean, and you got to come back to me next week. Fair. Rome, because That's fair. I, I, I had a final pick because I need to get all of my homework in. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still ride on this train with the Bengals. The reason why is this. I truly believe Kansas City thought that they was going to go in there and just slap the crap out of them and mollywop them and everything else that you want to say. And they realized in the third quarter, oh, shoot. Like, this is a really good football team. And the longer you let them stick around, the longer that they are going to believe we have a chance to win this game. Joe Burrow said it. So I'm not going to count out the Cincinnati Bengals. I like them in this matchup with the Rams. I'll have more particular reasons. The only thing that's kind of, you know, that got me on the ropes right now is when I look at the pressure. They haven't played an Aaron Donald. Like, it's only one of those in this lifetime. He's a generational talent. And so I think from a game planning perspective, this is – and I go back to, you know I covered the 49ers. I covered them every game this past year. And the reason why they, was, they were able to beat the Rams six times in a row and they couldn't do it this past time, but they did a great job of containing the rush up front. And a lot of that had to do with the quarterback getting the ball out of his hands quickly and then also – the offensive lineman understanding we need to slide our protection to him because if you do, at least if one guy, if he happens to take an inside move and you slide the protection to him, at least another guy will be in his face and that will buy a little bit more time. And so I, I think if the, if the Bengals can adopt that and not necessarily rely on, okay, we're going to have three and a half seconds every time to throw the football, they definitely have a chance. And I might have to double down in Vegas and take you with me, Ron. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got you. I see you working. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef very seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. For those of you who like to take things up a notch, next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? 
Takiwa, I was going to ask you about that. You're one step ahead of me like you always have been. I was going to say, hey, listen, we know Joe is tough as hell. We know Joe is clutch as hell. We know he's going to get up. We know he's not going to blank. But can they keep him clean against the likes of Aaron Donald and Von Miller? You already answered the question. Takiwa, I was going to ask you about the Niners. I know that you covered them this year. And in fact, so you know that team really, really well. Going into the NFC title game, how certain were you that the Niners were going to beat the Rams again? Like, were you 100% certain? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't say 100% certain because their offense um, had sputtered over the last two games, but I also thought that the weather inclements or the conditions had something to do with that. So I felt like Jimmy G – but I, one thing I didn't know, I didn't know Jimmy G was going to come into that game, and that was the only way that they were going to run it because they found a way to be able to stop the run, but then it was going to come down to Jimmy G being able to make plays down the field in order to loosen that defense up. And he didn't make enough plays. And we saw what happened in the end, exactly what you just talked about a few minutes ago, Aaron Donald in the defensive line. The last two series of the game, the 49ers offense looked pretty bad. Like it was, it was like they were not in synchronization and they did not understand the assignment. Therefore, the last two series that they played in the NFC Championship game, I think it really was indicative of how the struggles of Jimmy G, you know, it was brought to light, honestly. Listen, to that point, right, when you're a team that's got to look at winning it all and you're that close, it's going to come down to that, right? You need that guy under center that can make plays in the last two series, the two series that you're talking about. And, you know, as tough as Jimmy G is and as much as his teammates like him, obviously he's not that guy, right? I mean, it's kind of assumed that we've already seen the last of him in San Francisco. If that's the case, Takiwa, how much – have you seen of Trey Lance in practice, if at all, lately? Like, is he ready to step in and be the guy now, in your opinion? I think um, now he will be ready. And it was the reason why you know, that they did not want Trey Lance to play. And I think one, one thing that, you know, people got to understand is this. Will he be ready? Yes, I truly believe that. And the only way Trey Lance will get ready is he has to be, he has to receive more reps, and now he will have a clear shot of being intentional and also being strategic and open and honest with himself about what he struggles with moving into the season because he will get the reps. I think the big thing is when you look at this year, like, this team knew that Trey Lance came into training camp. He only played 17 collegiate games. Right. So, like, as much as, like, we want to put him in, in the fire and have him baptized, you can't do that yet. He's the franchise. If you want to be a bad franchise, a la Cincinnati Bengals back in the day, throw quarterbacks out there when you know they're truly not ready and they don't really understand the concepts yet, not because they can't comprehend but just the fact that they don't have the experience. And so now he got the experience. He was sprinkled in into a few games, and he came out and he played a pretty good game, especially the second half when they played against the Houston Texans, and he pushed the ball down the field wrong. And so for me, if you're a 49er faithful, if you're a 49er fan, 
you have to be excited about what's coming up next season, even though it was so disappointing of the heartbroken loss in the NFC Championship game. All right, so I appreciate you breaking all that stuff down. Before I let you go, Tequila, let's talk a little bit about your career. Let's go back. You had a really nice career, a really nice career, and you played in some great NFL cities. But did you ever have more fun balling than you did in Buffalo with the Bills and in front of the Bills Mafia? I'll tell you this, and this is I'm not on the payroll from no team, and I got to keep it real with you. There is nothing like playing football in Buffalo. Nothing like it. If you came from the South or if you came in particular from the states of Georgia, Texas, maybe even California, from high school football, that is the closest thing that you will receive by playing in Buffalo because it felt like you were playing at Friday night lights, but, oh, by the way, it happened to be on Sunday. The atmosphere, people out there jumping on tables, you know, giving the Randy Macho Man Savage elbow, breaking the tables, and then, you know, you know, it means something. Like, it, like, listen, you play ball, you're contracted to go out and do your job, but it means something, Rome, when you go inside of a grocery store and a fan comes up to you and they're not bombarding you, they're coming up to you, and this is my particular story, they come up to you and say, Takeo, I just want to let you know this. And I know you're shopping right now, and that's fine. But I do want to let you know this. I don't have enough money to pay my mortgage at the end of the year. And I'm not asking you to pay my mortgage. The reason why I don't have enough money to pay my mortgage is because I'm holding on to hope that I have the money, but I'm saving it for playoff tickets. So I need for you guys to make the playoffs because I can find a way to pay the mortgage later, but I'm going to save this money so I can buy playoff tickets. Wow. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Wow. Man. Come on. <laughs> Why can't I go out? I'm, I'm going to go out there and give you something extra, Ron. Huh? This episode is brought to you by the Jordan Harbinger Show. Hey, you want a new podcast to look forward to every single week? One that's entertaining, informative, and packed with actionable content. Of course you do. The average podcast listener has six shows in rotation, so you're most likely not just listening to the Jim Rome podcast. And that's totally fine. In fact, let me suggest a podcast that you should add to your list. It's the Jordan Harbinger Show, a top-shelf podcast named Best of Apple in 2018. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, hostage negotiators, and more. Harbinger has got this incredible talent for getting his guests to share never-been-heard-before stories and thought-provoking insights. Without fail, he is able to pull out tactical bits of wisdom in every single episode, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to better operate in today's complicated world. What I'm saying is, Jordan is one of the goats when it comes to podcasting, and he has got one of the most highly rated self-development shows out there right now. Point blank, this dude is smart, he's funny, he is easy to listen to. You will find actionable advice that can improve your life directly. You cannot go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It is incredibly interesting. There is never a dull show. Search for the Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
you were going to leave it all out there anyway, but when you know it means that much to them, more important than the roof over their heads, like, they're like we'll figure that out, but we need you to figure this out for us. When you know this, Takeo, about the mafia, and you know how many times they've had their hearts ripped out of their chest, man, their bleeping souls snatched, to come within 13 seconds of getting to the AFC Championship game at home, man, that might have been the worst of all Does something like that stick to all of them forever? I mean, players, coaches, and mafia alike, was it that bad? How are they all going to get through that? The 13 seconds. I don't know. You threw me off with the 13. Wrong. You say, how can they get through the 13 seconds? Is that is that? What yeah, the saying? loss, man. They they that game was over. Takeo, I know that when Patrick Mahomes is on the field, it's never over. But that game was over, right? It was over. It was over. It, it it was over. And how can you get through it? I I mean, listen, I still hurt for them, and I didn't even play a snap. So I can only imagine what the guys out there on the field are feeling. But I think as a fan perspective, which I'm I'm I'm, I'm proud to put myself inside of that bunch. Um, you get through it knowing what you what you went through to get to this point, meaning you were pretty much owned by the New England Patriots, as well as everybody else in that division. And you knew and you prayed every night, Lord, please give us a quarterback because we've had great defenses that have been wasted, including at my time when I was there, no shade. But give us a quarterback, and now you have that quarterback. And now they went out and made the necessary draft picks. I think of Rousseau. I think of – um, Carlos Basham, who's with them, who they ended up going out to be able to draft. And they drafted pass rushes. Now what we must add in order to get through the Kansas City Chiefs is a running game and not putting our quarterback at risk. So with all of that being said, you have to understand we have the, the most prominent piece of the puzzle, which is our quarterback. Now, what can we do to enhance what we're already doing well? we got to find us a running back or find us some linemen who will be able to create holes. Now, you know, so, you know, from that standpoint, that's what they should be encouraged about because if you look at it all at the end of the day, the last two years, these, you know, two years ago they went to the AFC championship game and were eliminated. Now they went to the divisional round game right before the in an AFC championship. So they're close. They just have to continue doing what they're doing, and you will forever be in great hands as long as Sean McDermott is the head coach, and that's my take. Hmm. All right. Listen, really quickly, I want to ask you something. Jerome Bettis once paid you a great, great compliment. He said, and I quote, Takeo Spikes is just as good as Ray Lewis. He just doesn't have the supporting cast. End of quote. Ask me, Takeo, there's something to that. So let me ask you, is there something to that? Were you in Ray Lewis's class as a player as good or even better? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely in the same class, and, and I won't back down from I've always strived to be the best player that I could possibly be, but also what was attached to that was being the best backer in the game. Now, you can never take nothing away from Ray Lewis because ultimately at the end of the day, 
that's who we all chased because he was that guy. But when you look at what I've done in situations, meaning every team, you look at every possible situation, and you look at from a collective group effort of, of what you have and what you don't have, yeah, I think my not only does my career will stand up to you talk about like a Ray Lewis, his numbers are better, and that's the reason why I'm okay with saying this guy was a generational talent coming in. But for me, I belong in the same conversation, the same breath, as some of the best linebackers that ever played the game. And I'm talking about inside linebackers. And if you don't believe it, look at the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. Hey, listen, I'm not only with you. I'm with you, and I'm going to pose this question. How much of any player's success in that league is about situation and fit? It, it's huge. It's huge because I think one of the things that, that goes by the wayside is this. You know, you get certain players and certain guys who can only play in certain systems. But if you look at everywhere that I've been, five different teams, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Philly, San Fran, and San Diego, everywhere I went, I put up numbers. And I started my career off in a 4-3 and ended up going to a 3-4. So, like, how many backers really can say that? Like, you – like, some guys just are system players. I'm proud of the fact to know that I went from two different systems, understanding different terminology, and playing with – I played with a couple – I played with some good quarterbacks. I played with a few good quarterbacks. But for the most part, the, the rest of them were – I mean, they were pretty bad. Like, bad. But – and I was able to adapt. Despite it all, I still went out and performed – and I think the biggest compliment, Rome, was somebody came up to me and they said, Spikes, I'm a little disappointed. And I say, why? They was like, you're not telling your full story. And I was like, please do tell. <laughs> and the person told me, they said, the point of what you're missing and people really need to know is, like, you excelled everywhere you went. And despite the circumstances that you were put in, even in Cincinnati that you were drafted to. Your coach came in and quit on you the third game of the season, referencing Bruce Coslett. Dick LeBeau took over, went to Buffalo. Buffalo had a big ordeal with Greg Williams. He ended up getting fired. We were going on the right track defensively. We set records that still stand today and still didn't do anything with it. Stayed in Philly long enough to have a cup of coffee, but numbers were decent. San Fran, I put up very good numbers throughout a three-year time period. And so the, the fact of the matter is, and the point that he was telling me was that you did all of this despite all of the adversity that was against you, and you didn't have a lot of repeat turnover because you were not on the same team. And it's not your fault because you took advantage of free agency. Thank God, because I got compensated while doing it. So, you know, for me, that's one of the biggest things that I'm most proud of because if you measure anybody else's career or even any other, we're not going to say anybody else, any other top linebacker's career, I, I'm, listen, I'm ready for the debate all day. That's what I'm talking about. This is what I mean when I say that how much of any player's success in that league is about situation. It's so important. It's so important. 
Never bet alone ever again. You can join in on the action by downloading WinBet today and become a part of the newest sports betting app on the market. That's right, WinBet. The luxury hoteliers are now in the digital betting space and they're offering that same five-star service that you're used to from Win Resorts, all in the form of a sports book and digital casino app. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from football, basketball, hockey, golf, tennis, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up right now. Receive a special offer. Risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download. Bet. Win. Download the WinBet app right now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So before you go, let me ask you this, like, like any great athlete, unless you're, you know, Tom Brady and you play until your mid forties and still that guy's got at least half his life left. Like, again, I pride myself and us, our relationship. I interviewed you for the first time as you got ready for the draft. You've always been like this. You've always been a really fierce dude, fiercely competitive, fierce work ethic, extremely motivated. So my question is this, when your playing career ended, how did you redirect and channel that fire? What did you do with it? I've always wanted to be the best at whatever I've done. And um, I just realized, you know, as much gratification that I got out of playing the game on the field, it was still more work to be done. So I went and challenged myself after I received the challenge. I had one of my best friends, Tuton Reyes. He's the co-host of my BTM podcast. And, you know, he was like, Spikes, I I think if we're going to excel at what we're trying to do big picture in the next level, uh, we need to be educated on how to do that. So he took the, he, he took the lead as far as going to get his MBA. I was like, all right, if you're going to get yours, I'm going to get mine. That's a competitive streak. And so when we did that, that's how we came up with the concept to, to, to not only do my book, Behind the Mask, which highlights some of the greatest linebackers that played the game and sharing their story of how did they become great, but it really went into the realm of creating the podcast and now from a business side, understanding how to control the narrative and really creating that platform to give athletes the understanding and knowing that you are the author of your own autobiography. That's how I kind of create my fuel and channel everything into that nature. I want you to add to that if you could. Like, for instance, I've been spending a lot of time thinking lately, lately about working on ways to ensure that the next 25 years of my life are, in fact, my best years, that they're my most productive and fulfilling years, and that they're in front of me and not behind me. Now, given how long to you I've done this, that's a pretty big ask. Something I admire about you is you, too, are still in the fight. You're still battling. You're still grinding. You're still pushing yourself. At this point, then, in your life, and you touched on it, but specifically, what is your why? What is your what my guy Ben Newman would call your burn? What's getting you up every single morning and getting you into that battle every damn day? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. But 
I think I would I would tell you this the you know I I'm a big quote guy and weigh so heavily that it will interrupt my peace and I never can and you know so the translation is I never want to look back and wish because the more time you look back and wish the more time it's going to take to accomplish your goal. You know, for me, I ask myself the question all the time, what's more important, the end result or what you're becoming throughout the journey? And for me, I've embraced the fact that the end result is going to be the end result, but it can't be the end result unless you embrace what you're going through on the journey. So every day when I wake up home, I embrace every day and I embrace every challenge. And if I know if I can get through every day and keep striving to be the best version of me, then the end result is going to be the end result so I can be able to live the life that I want to live. And I treated my first opportunity in the league like it was my last. And now I cherish my last opportunity like it was my first. Hmm, I love that. Really quickly, so where if our listeners, and there's plenty more where this came from, if they want to find your podcast, remind them of where to find it and when it drops. You can find my podcast on every streaming platform for people who are very visual. Uh, it's definitely on YouTube and um, Apple, Spotify, everywhere, at the BTM Podcast on all social media channels. And um, it's one of the few podcasts out there that I can truly say unfiltered, but the idea and what we've gotten from the guests we've had on it is that they always come back and say, I really felt like I was in the locker room and I really could say what I wanted to say and not feel like I'm being chastised for it. So we create, we create an environment to where you can become the author of your own autobiography and we're just giving you the platform to share your story. There you go. And that's where your separation is. Takeo Spikes. Takeo, I knew you and I had to come together. It had been far too long. Hey, listen, if you want to take me to Vegas or you want to go to Vegas, we got to double down. We might have to do that. I may take you up on that. But my man, great to get caught up. I appreciate you. I appreciate the friendship. And I really appreciate you making time for the pod today, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it, Ron. We'll talk soon, bud. Another tremendous conversation with another great player who has gone on to become an excellent analyst as well. Takeo had no fear on the NFL field, so of course he's not going to have any fear off of it either. He's going to shoot you straight. He's going to tell you exactly what's on his mind, and he did so as expected. This is why we are here for the original side hustle. Now, if you're new around here, that's the kind of premium, extended, unfiltered insight and content that you can expect every single week. And luckily for you, there is a back catalog now of over 200 episodes, and they're available for free right now. For those of you who have been around, you know the drill. Stick around a little bit longer because there's a lot more premium content along the way, such as EP208, which is going to drop from Radio Row next week. Remember to subscribe so that that app and remember to subscribe so that app will find you and you don't have to go looking for it. Take a second to do that. And in the meantime, while you do, I'm going to hit you with this week's voicemails. First new message. Yeah. 
and it says, Cody, the ragdoll cat, how dare you give that Mott Paul's dog a golden ticket again. I'm putting you on notice. I will no longer be using the litter box. Tell Dodger Jano as well until I claw a golden ticket too. I'm me out. Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Vance Mac? It's Brady. Got to thank you for that interview with Gabriel Davis that you did. It was more like stitches or neosporin or sugar or whatever the opposite of salt in a wound is. And speaking of sugar, I had this really good vegan cheesecake the other day. So let me know if you want that recipe. See you. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jimmy. It's Alex in Wisconsin. Just giving you your heads up that that is your one get-out-of-jail-free card. You never, ever, and I mean ever, bet against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Who day? Good night now. Message saved. Next message. Yo, Romy, it's Britt from Salt Lake City. I just got done watching Blink-182, What's My Age Again? And that was some porn star stash by Jim Rome in that video. Love it, brother. Laters. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, what's up, man? I got an idea for another podcast. You know, you got the original one, you got the reinvention project, and now... Here's the best one of all, the early jungle. So, you know, I know Alvi can't do it because he's got that circus of children, but so you take your masters and come up with all the best stuff starting in 1991, throw that bad boy on a podcast, could be up to three hours at a time. People eat that stuff up, give it a shot. Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Jimmy Jim? It's Dr. Dave. You know, it was great seeing the Chiefs blow that second half. Karma 13 seconds against the Bills. They just didn't have the balls to crank up their game, unlike Katy Perry's background dancers on Saturday Night Live. What the hell was that? Six dancing penises, but whatever. Later, bitches. Message deleted. Next message. Rome, it's Miles in Charleston, formerly in Greece. Saw the big shot Bob of the NFL retired. Cool. No one's going to miss him. Probably most overrated player in NFL history. Anyway, war someone good quarterbacking the Bucks. I'm out. Message deleted. Next message. I just want to say I'm bummed out about being blocked. My email's blocked for something I said about Sean Estes stealing bikes in Los Gatos, California a long time ago. So... I just was really, really wanting to be unblocked and be able to fire off an email every now and then, man. It's, you know, it's been 18 years. Can we let it go? Message deleted. You have no more messages.